Hello, everybody. This is Rob Fredette with the podcast Hodgepot, and we're switching gears on this episode, talking baseball. And we're going to be talking baseball because everybody has a bucket list, and one of mine is to visit all 30 Major League Baseball ballparks, watch a game, enjoy the atmosphere, the intricacies, the little nuggets of every ballpark. And recently, I had a guest on my podcast, Flobal Boyce, who has that same bucket list. And he and I are both at 18 of the 30, so that comes out to 60%. And Flobo and I talked about some of the ballparks we have recently and in the past visited, so that was a lot of fun. But just to get you in the mood, here are some ballparks that I have visited in the past, and this one's from 2018. It's now T-Mobile Park, but it was Safeco Field. It's where the Mariners play. It is an awesome ballpark, and it was just, listen to the crowd as the Mariners are being introduced. Nothing like the buzz of a stadium for the game, the introduction, and as the home team comes out to the field. But this one, next one, was from 2016 Dodger Stadium, one of my favorite ballparks to visit, was the San Francisco Giants and the Los Angeles Dodgers. And here is just some of this little action here. Nothing like going to a Dodgers game on a sunny early evening, checking out Dodgers and Giants, one of the best rivalries in baseball. And another one is we last year I went to Kauffman Stadium to go check out the Kansas City Royals. Even though the Royals were in last place, a great crowd on a Sunday afternoon at Kauffman Stadium, a beautiful stadium. And here is a sacrifice fly, even though the Royals are in last place. The crowd is still into it. Great crowd that day, by the way. So it doesn't matter if your team's in last place or playing the Astros in September or if you're a first-place team like the Braves or the Dodgers. People always congregate to baseball stadiums. They have a same feel to them when you go to the ballpark, the buzz, the anticipation of the game, the crowd. Everybody is there to watch a great baseball game. So here is my latest episode with Flobo Boyce as we talk the bucket list of visiting Major League Baseball stadiums. Hello, everybody. This is Rob Fredette with the podcast HodgePod, and we're going in a different direction. Baseball is around the corner with spring training, and we're going to be talking about baseball parks. A lot of people have like the bucket list of hitting every ballpark in Major League Baseball, and I have a special guest, Flobo Boyce. He is my guest. He also has podcasts, and uh, he also lives in Los Angeles, so I can't wait to talk about Dodger Stadium. Flobo, welcome to my podcast. Oh, man. Welcome. Well, you're doing something different for me. I feel special, man. So glad to be a part of the hodgepodge, my guy. Yeah. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So, you know, baseball's coming around the corner, you know, February, spring training. Yeah. I tried to with my wife. We tried to do our vacations around ballparks. Last right. year, we went to Kansas City, which was a real awesome treat at Kauffman Stadium. We're going to talk about, like, everybody has a bucket list for what they want to do and uh, communicating back and forth. 
Lobo's on that list there to hit every ballpark, as I am. I'm still working my way towards it. But, uh, Flobo, talk about some of your podcasts and where are you from? You're in Los Angeles, right? Sure, yeah. Wait, hold on. Is your wife a fan of baseball? You're just dragging her out to places nationwide for baseball. My wife, uh, let me just tell you, my wife is a Yankees fan. And I am a Red Sox Sox fan. Oh, that's uh, great. Yeah, I got a story about later (laughs) that. But uh, she is uh, all Uh, Aaron Judge, all rise. So she is a avid Yankees fan and we cannot watch the game in the same room. So we watch in separate rooms. So, but yeah, uh, yeah. well, you know, as a, as a Mets fan, I, I shot to Billy Buckner. Uh, okay. So oh, to answer your question, <laughs> I, <laughs> that's all we got, baby. It's all we got. No, uh, you know, it, it's funny how I got into that whole baseball ballpark thing. Um, I'm currently in Los Angeles, but I'm from Brooklyn. Uh, and so I was a lifelong Mets fan. Uh, my parents, uh, were, were immigrants. Uh, my, my dad is from, my mom is from, my mom and my dad are both from the West Indies. My dad was a cricket player. So mm-hmm. when growing up, it was kind of like New York baseball was on TV. I gravitated towards the Mets because more people that look like me play the game as opposed to up in the Bronx. And I've been able to uh, hit a couple of them over the past two seasons. In fact, my tour started about two seasons ago. Because uh, with the unbalanced schedule, the NL mm-hmm. East was playing uh, the West, the AL West. Uh, so all the Mets uh, games were going to be played in California. And I said, like, I got to go see every Met game I can <laughs> in California where I live right now. And so that was in 2022. That was a good season for us. And I said, let's keep the good times rolling. And I added, I think, 11 more uh, this season just to go different ballparks. So it's been a fun time. And uh, yeah, I'm a podcaster as well. So I get to do my travels and then, you know, stop down and bring out the microphone and have a couple episodes on the road. Yeah, that's uh, that's awesome. Uh, podcasting is great because you can have more in-depth conversations. Uh, baseball, I grew up in the Boston area. So Fenway Park was the ballpark I went to growing up. Uh, I've sat in every possible place at Fenway Park. I have not sat at the Green Monster, the Green Monster seats. Uh, those were, I left Boston in 95, so that was not there in 95, if I'm not mistaken. But I have not gone to What do you those. recommend? Because I'm going there this year. Where should I sit the first time? Well, you know, if you can go to the Green Monster seats, that'd be my most ideal. I always liked the first base side, and I even liked the grandstand in right field. I remember going to see the games in the early 80s there with the A's, and oh gosh, I've sat there. Center field is a great place to watch the game, right dead center field. Uh, you get the full yeah. full spectrum of the stadium, the full view of the stadium. Looking at Fenway Park, that's uh, iconic. So if you go, if center field would probably be the best place to sit, in, in my opinion. Okay, good to know. Writing it down. I'm hanging out there in June. So. Well, when if you go there, you got to go to the Cask and Flag, and it's a bar over there, right next door to Fenway Park. And every time I go to a game, uh, when I go back to Boston, I hit the Cask and Flag, and it's a nice place. It's right across the street from Fenway Park, and uh, I guarantee you, you will have the time of your life when you get there. I promise. Writing it down now. <laughs> so, uh, so some of the ballparks that you visited, uh, we can compare notes and uh, talk about our experiences. So, uh, what is it like? I've been to Dodger Stadium twice, and I think it's the out of all the stadiums I've visited, I think it was the best experience as far as friendliness of the staff, getting to the ballpark, getting in the game, and of course the sun and everything like that. It's like baseball heaven. What's Dodger Stadium like when you go to a game? 
I, I, it's funny because before we went live, I, I can tell you that I don't like it at all. Uh, Dino Stadium is currently <laughs> my closest ballpark and I, I go there begrudgingly. Um, so yes, I'm spoiled because I've been out here in LA for about 15 years. And so I've seen all the sun I can, I can handle and I haven't shoveled snow in about a decade and a half. And that's great. But my thing with Dodger Stadium is that the, the way to get there is a pain in the butt. Uh, parking is pretty high compared to other places. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, Stadium has the highest beer prices in baseball. You pay about a dollar 25 an ounce uh, for beer. <laughs> but as far as it being a cathedral, then yeah, you know, I mean, it, it's interesting. It's the third old, oldest park in the game behind Wrigley and Fenway. Um, it is kind of a, it takes you back in time. I think the, the grounds kind of lead into that mid century 1950s kind of vibe and yeah. kind of look. So I respect that. Uh, and so if people are in town, I'll take them to Dodger game. But as far as pure enjoyment, it's just a a hassle to get in the park for me that I'd just rather drive the 40 miles to Anaheim. Personally, that's just me personally. I know a little weird when it comes to that. Yeah. I uh, I found it to be uh, we went there in 2016. We wanted I wanted to experience the Giants and the Dodgers at Dodger Stadium. That was a packed house at Dodger Stadium, and we did the uh, all inclusive on the first base side. So we were like three or four rows up from the first base, you know, the foul line. Parking was included. Best money I ever spent for a game. All-inclusive food. The tickets were great. The sun was absolutely oh, yeah. majestic. You could see Chavez Ravine in the background. You can't go wrong. Yeah, all-inclusive tickets are amazing. I, that, that's why I feel like if you go to Dodger Stadium on that, then that's a little bit different because I think the problem, the frustrations I have is always like finding general parking and then getting online for food and then seeing the food options. But they bring it to you. Yeah. Follow it on, baby. (laughs) That's what I like about it. And all the history, you know, all the games over the years, the World Series and the uh, iconic games like the Kirk Gibson home run in 1988. I always like looking at that right field part where he hit the home run. I just like seeing different parts of the ballpark where historic things happen. And that's one of the greatest, obviously, home runs in World Series history. But just I like seeing those areas where those plays happen. It just it brings it all back for me. Yeah, it's one of the cool things about having a stadium that's that old. And I know there's a lot of older stadiums that are just like quietly creeping up there. It's what Kaufman we talked about Angel Stadium. But yeah, if you're in one of those what they call cathedrals and 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 you're seeing a home run live and being part of history, it's great because you can picture yourself how it would look like in the 50s or the 60s or the 70s, you know? Um, I know baseball gets kind of dragged for not being cool or fun or people say it's boring. I disagree. It's not but it's kind of interesting how on a Sunday afternoon, Noon, yeah, you can be transported to a whole different time and think about how baseball was a generation ago. Yeah, and I, what I like about going to the ballparks, all the ones that I've gone to, is I like getting there when the gates open. I like experiencing batting practice, the buzz before the game, the the ground crew doing their part, getting ready for it, you know, hosing down the infield, and then the players signing autographs on the side. I'll, I take that all in. I like to get uh, the, the vibe of the fans as well. The fans are very uh, into their teams. But um, I find that to be the, the, the ire for me when I go to a game with my wife. It's pretty awesome. You get that whole vibe. And then everybody's there for the same reason, and it's great because it doesn't matter what you are. It's, you're all a fan, and you're also taking you know, your, either for your the Dodgers, the Angels, the Red Sox, you're following a team. And it's like everybody's just there doing the same thing, which is awesome. 
Yeah, you know, a lot of times people always ask me, like, when I go to these different ballparks, how, how do you do it? You know, there's some people that go and they get, like, the, the club seats or they get behind <laughs> home plate or they get all the ice cream and the helmets or, or whatever. But I like to have myself two nights in the town. I like to fly in uh, the first night and just see how the team, how the city re- likes their team. Um, here in Los Angeles, again, maybe because I'm just bitter and jaded, there's so many fans that come in the third and leave in the seventh. But when I went to Milwaukee this year, it was like a thing to do. You went out because it's a little bit out, out, of, out of the city limits. You go out there and it's a big thing. And so going to different cities and, and seeing that for me personally, I, I get a seat uh, on the first baseline, 200 level usually. And I kind of like sit there for a three or four innings and then I try to find a cheaper seat. I always try to downgrade my seat as the game goes on and see what it looks like for different walks of life, different economic uh, yeah. basis for people. And then get some food and then an, an enamel pin as my token and then get the heck out of there. I've been to I, I, before the podcast, I had to go through and write down all the ballparks. I've been to 18 of the 30. So it's about 60%. I'm 60% in and uh, still have a yeah. ways to go. Yeah. I'm, look, I'm looking forward to it. We're going to try to mix some uh, Cincinnati and Cleveland in, Milwaukee, Minnesota, try to get those up, and then uh, Arizona, try to get that fit in. But I think one of the ballparks that I really like was uh, Seattle Safeco Field. We went there, what, about five, uh, 2018, and we actually went to go see the Dodgers play on a Sunday afternoon. We were going to go to one game, and the fans in Seattle, they're just like, they're awesome. They're awesome, and there was, there was thousands and thousands of Dodgers fans there. And we went to a Sunday afternoon game, and then we uh, were still there for the weekend. They had an afternoon matinee game against the Houston Astros, and we said, you know what, let's go see the matinee oh, at 1 wow. o'clock. So we, we sat in center field for the matinee game. It was heaven. We sat in the left field pole uh, for the game on Sunday against the Dodgers. But, yeah, Seattle was a great – if everybody wants to go see a great ballpark, go to Seattle. It's now T-Mobile Park now. It used to be Safeco Field. Great ballpark. Yeah, it. Uh, I think I'm about the same. I think I have about 18 down, about 12 to go myself. <laughs> and I got to Seattle in, in April, which I should have known better because the whole time it rained. But the cool thing about uh, T-Mobile is that uh, it isn't completely covered like Arizona. It's kind of like a canopy. So you still feel like you're outside, yeah. but you're covered from the rain. And I would say for me, that was one of the few times where I enjoyed being out in the right field cheap seats. Like I had myself a club seat right behind home plate, and it was cool because – the food is like high class. The beer was great. It's April, so you're like huddling in the little like wetness of it all. But going on the right field side because the team wasn't good then. Last April, the Mariners weren't that good at all. Uh, the three guys were batting sub 150, right? <laughs> but just hanging out uh, in the right field was great because when I saw something, and I'm glad you mentioned T-Mobile, I saw something that's shifting in baseball because it wasn't just dudes and guys bringing their kids. There were girls' night out. There were guys' nights out. There were the old sewing clubs. <laughs> it felt like this could be the future of baseball. It's now a community thing. The city of Seattle cares about their team. Yeah, they really do. And when we went there, we uh, we did the tour. You can do a tour on the field, and you go through the, the, the locker rooms, and you go through the media room and press row and everything like that. You get to walk around the field. And they have a great tour there at T-Mobile Park now, but it was totally awesome, the ballpark. Uh, there is a part there where you, in left field, left center field, where you can actually like literally you're like feet away from the bullpen of the visiting team. When we went to we went to go see the Astros. I got some great close ups and video of Justin Verlander warming up before the game. It, it was just 
it's that, there's no other ballpark like that in Major League Baseball. So if you ever go to a ballpark, you want to experience it up close. The Seattle Mariner fans are awesome. Uh, lots of Dodgers fans there that night. That day we went, and uh, it was a lot of fun. So, But, yeah, Seattle's a great By the great way, if, if you're going to Arizona, take their tour, too. I think that's my favorite tour. Really? I, I want to go see the D-backs. Yeah. I always think of the 2001 World Series with against the Yankees. Luis Gonzalez hit that, that little blooper into left center field. So, oh, yeah. I told him we're at the school the next day. Like, ah, the Yankees suck. They, their dynasty died in the desert. I was, I was the worst. I was the worst. <laughs> well, you know, we were coming into the Red Sox were starting to get their mojo a little bit in the early 2000s. So, you know, the bitter rivalry between the Yankees and the Red Sox. But that World Series was probably one of the best World Series ever as far as the, each home team won the game. And that last game seven was just out of this world. It was just unbelievable. So uh, mm-hmm. have you been to uh, the Yankee Stadium, the new one, or the old one? I've been to the new one. I went this year, actually, 2023. So last year from the time we record this. Uh, yeah, I was home. It kind of kind of fell in together because all my family still lives in Brooklyn. So yeah. uh, when I go home in Brooklyn, I usually go to a Cyclones game, which is the Mets A affiliate, and then I try to drag my dad out to City Field. Uh, but uh, this time I was like, let me go check out Yankee Stadium. So I saw – a Mets game and Yankees game wow. within 36 hours of each other. So it was kind of a cool contrast of how this city, New York, uh, takes in baseball. <laughs> two yeah. different flavors, two different levels at the same time. Yeah, yeah I've seen uh, – I've been in New York and New Jersey when the Subway Series in the late 90s and early 2000s and Mets and Yankees fans are fierce, fierce. I mean, they are just <laughs> – they cannot stand each other. Absolutely. And rightfully so, too, because, you know, my, my my bitterness, and I remember this, because I'm a certain age, I'm in my late 30s. And so uh, when I was a kid, both New York teams weren't that good. They just weren't. And, and, and 96 happened, and the Yankees were the first modern win, I guess, of their most recent thing. I felt like there was that sense of entitlement. Like, all these other <laughs> rings that came before black people could even play baseball were now added. 24 rings, 27 <laughs> rings, blah, blah, blah. So, yes, please, I'd love to see you guys lose. Judge Yankees lose, as David Ortiz would say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is, uh, that's quite something. I went to the old Yankee Stadium there. I took my wife there in 2007. And the old Yankee Stadium was – was I wanted her to take her there because she was obviously a Yankees fan. But I said, I want you to see the old Yankee Stadium, Yankees-Red Sox, before they shut it down and open up the new one. So we went there in 2007, and we sat in the left field bleachers, and I had a Red Sox jersey and a hat on. And it was kind of kind of funny out there. I was – you know, when you go to games like that, you got to, like, respect the other team. You know, you can't go crazy. You can't act like crazy. So uh, it was fun. We ended up taking the um, the number six train – to uh, Yankee Stadium there. It takes you right there, I remember. And the, we were going to the uh, buy the tickets, and the guy behind the counter at Grand Central Station said, we don't sell tickets to uh, Yankee uh, Red Sox fans. And I was like, oh, really? But he was obviously kidding. And then uh, yeah. we went to, I bought my wife uh, an A-Rod T-shirt in one of the souvenir stores over there. Underneath, I believe it was underneath the elevated, uh, elevated uh, trains. And uh, went in there, and I said, I'd like to buy my wife a A-Rod jersey. And the person behind the counter totally ignored me. Didn't even want – I had my Red Sox stuff. I walked into enemy territory. Yeah. And I said, honey, what would you like? And she said, A-Rod shirt, and I ended up paying. She got my money, but she didn't want to, like, deal with me. She dealt with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> 
I hear that at all, man. Do you wear your Red Sox gear when you go to a different stadium, or do you like not? I know there's a big debate between people who go to different parts. I you did. Is it your team or? I did. I, I didn't fit. I mean, Yankee Stadium was was great. There were there were Red Sox fans there. Um, lady sat next to us. Said, "You're awfully brave sitting out here." And I said, "Well, I'm just gonna watch the game. I'm not gonna bother anybody." Uh, I've gone to when I the old Arlington Stadium. I do wear my Red Sox jersey when I go. I always say, if you respect the people next to you, they'll respect you. That's the way I feel. Fair enough. I'm kind of in the middle as I'm getting more mature into this. I have a Mets cap, but almost in different colors. So I'll support the home team as close <laughs> as I can, but I'm still wearing the NY because even the Mets are playing or not. <laughs> well, I lived in uh, when I lived in uh, Massachusetts. I roomed with two uh, back in '86. I roomed with two uh, New York Mets fans in '86. So that was utter humiliation when the Red Sox lost to the Mets in 86. So um, they were banging on my door and I didn't come out. I didn't talk to them for a couple of days. I was so distraught. Hey, you got it back. Karma says three more rings in the two thousands. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but <laughs> back since. <laughs> we were one strike away in 86, one strike and the rest is history. But yeah. Um, have you been yeah. to St. Louis, uh, the new Bush stadium? No, in Missouri, I've only been to Kansas City, so I haven't been to St. Louis yet. Yeah, you'll love St. Louis. Uh, another, I think they're the most passionate fans, more than the Yankees and the Red Sox. They are totally all about Cardinal baseball. Um, that new Cardinal Stadium is off the charts. It's really cool. Um, it's all about you know the Cardinals and Kansas City. You know, I went there this past September, and uh, a lot of history there too. Uh, right next door to Arrowhead Stadium, that was even though they were playing uh, the Astros and they were had fifty four wins, they still had twenty five thousand when I went thirty thousand. So I thought that was a good crowd late in September last year. Yeah, it's a real interesting situation with Kaufman uh, because that stadium is like aging, but still pretty. You know, it's still yeah. well maintained. It's great. There's talk, well, not talk. There are moving the stadium downtown, and so KC fans from KC are upset. Because Kaufman is like such a majestic park, but as somebody who visited that town and I stayed downtown, it is quite a ways to get down to get yeah, over there. It is. When I went there, and, when I went there in May, it was a lightning storm. So I was in there. Was it was uh, Casey versus uh, Shy Sox, which is my secret second team as a kid. Uh, so I wanted to see um, a TA, and, and and it was like a bad storm. I said, you know what, I'm going to bail. And I went outside in the rain looking for a lift to get me back downtown. It took like 45 minutes. And I go, I get it. I get why an organization will get team closer. But but Coffin is so cool because it's it's almost like what you think a park would be. Something old but part of the community. Like it reminds you of what old school baseball is, but it's still a good facility. It's actually one of my favorite ones. Yeah, it was. And I really liked what I liked about Coffin Stadium was they had the Kansas City Royals Hall of Fame. Out in center field, you get to go in there and see the history and the jerseys of the Kansas City Royals. And what I also liked is obviously the water fountains up there in the in the center field. I thought those were neat. And we actually sat right in the upper deck looking down and seeing the highway. And it was really cool on that Sunday afternoon. You can actually hear the cars on the highway when there's not like a full stadium. It's pretty it was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, that's really nice. <laughs> So uh, let's see here. So, you know, other ballparks have you San Francisco. You're in California. How about San Francisco? Actually, one of my favorite ones of all time. I know they say the Oracle is not a hitter's park, and that's why they're trying, having a hard time getting home run hitters out there. But the idea of uh, a park being ingrained into a city 
right on the water. You can kayak out there in right field. And if you go outside, you can go go back into a little cubby hole and see the right field floor about eating at a time. I think Oracle is like perfect. Um, I understand people tell me it's not as good as PNC. I haven't been there yet in Pittsburgh. But as is right now, Oracle Park is my number one. Really? That's uh, It was AT&T Park when I went in 2011. So um, that was a fun ballpark. We sat – actually, you sit – I, th- I liked it because we sat in the bleachers on the third base side. You could actually look out at the water, and I thought that was uh, – got some nice shots out there as well. I thought that was – San Francisco was cool, and the, the people there are, again, passionate about their baseball. And, again, it's the buzz before the game, which I like, because you get to see the batting practice and get the home run hitters up there to uh, hit home runs, and I think that's pretty cool. I went to the old Yankee Stadium and the Shea Stadium. I have not been to the new ones, but that's on the list as well. And then, have you been to Miami? Yeah. So, first things first about the New York stadiums. I feel, again, I know I'm kind of biased because I'm a Mets fan. But I feel like the New York Mets Stadium City Field really leaned into, like, the culture of being New York. I think they kind of understand the Yankees are the brand of baseball, <laughs> like the the brand, and yeah. they're, like, kind of a New York City team. Uh, the new Yankees team, to me, feels like a museum with a park in the back. That's why I don't hate it. It just feels very impersonal. So you'll, you'll enjoy both, but it is kind of like night and day. So I went to uh, Marlins Park in December, so it was off-season, but I took the tour, and um, our our tour guide, Veronica Ford, added 30 extra minutes to our tour, and we saw every nook and cranny in that stadium, and I want to be able to not – I want to go there twice. I want to go there for a baseball game, but I definitely want to go there for WBC if they have it out there because it because Miami is the yes. capital of Latin America. And so when WBC happened this year, I'm not sure if you're a fan or not a fan of it, it just felt like a whole giant party. I was like, oh, I got to go see that party, man. I mean, yeah. that's so cool. Yeah, I uh, I worked at the old pro player stadium in 90, from 95 to 97, worked the 97 World Series. So it was at the old football stadium, which is hard now, Hard Rock Stadium where the Dolphins play. But that was a stadium for, what, 93 to the early 2000s uh, for the uh, Marlins. And I can tell you um, that was stadium was obviously a football stadium, and they had to put baseball on there. And in the 97 World Series – they had 67,000 we had 67,000 for each of those games against the Indians and i went up to uh the center field upper deck and you could go all the way up there and in center field the obstructed view you could not see any of the outfielders that everybody just wanted to be there it was just like one big party but that was an incredible world series but yeah it's really miami surprise miami doesn't do well in attendance, when we were there, when I was there, it really the Marlins did draw, but they didn't draw a lot like when they and we're in the playoffs. You know, Florida baseball will always get dragged, right? Because most of the teams are about 30, 35 years old. Uh, for people who live from the north who moved down, they have their teams. I had that same problem in Tampa Bay. I went to a Tampa Bay Yankees game this year, and it was all Yankee fans because they're all transplants. But if you're from Florida and you're under the age of 40, you're a Braves fan because the Braves are the most southern team out there. So, like, it's I think we're getting some kids now. We're getting some families now. But you can tell both Florida teams struggle. They get, like, homegrown fans at the parks. Yeah, I've always thought – I always thought when the Marlins went to Marlins Park, I thought they would draw because the, the big thing about in South Florida and probably in Tampa as well with the, the Devil Rays, you know, they play in a dome stadium anyway, there were always rain delays. So there's always, like, afternoon there'd be rain delays. We think we – by one of the years, we had like 25 rain delays. 
So it, you know, it's the weather, you know, the, you think the weather would bring people out, but it, there's so much to do in South Florida. You know, you can go to on cruises, you can go to the beach, you can do all kinds of stuff. So I always thought, you know, being in South Florida, that the Marlins or the, the Devil Rays in Tampa Bay would draw. I, I'm, I've been really shocked that that hasn't really transpired. Yeah, I, I asked a lot of fans from Tampa Bay specifically because people say, oh, man, don't go to the Trop. It's it's a dump. You'll hate it. And it's not my favorite arena or stadium. I, I say arena because it feels all closed <laughs> in, right? Uh, but but to me, I'm like, it, it feels so unapologetically 90s. That is a, a part of baseball history in its own little crazy way. And I would ask them, hey, what's going on? Why don't you go to your games? And at the time, they said, hey, from Tampa – St. Petersburg is an hour away. You don't understand. But at the beginning of last season, when they were like 20 and 0, no one complained then. So I yeah. really feel like there's a little bit of a, a, a cool factor of not supporting the local team. And it will come and it will change with time, maybe the, the Gen Z or Gen Alpha. But it, it is kind of unfortunate that both Florida teams has a fan base, and but they can't break through that upper echelon of fandom in the area. Yeah, I'm. it's really weird how, you know, the spring training is also in South Florida for a lot of the teams on the West Coast, on the East Coast. And you always think that, like, the Yankees have their spring training in Tampa. So, you know, a lot of Yankee fans in Tampa. It's just interesting. You think there would be more fans going to games in Florida. How about, um, let's see here, Coors Field. How about Coors Field? Have you been to Coors Field? Coors Field was great but challenging because, like I said earlier in the show, I typically take two days to go out uh, to a park to see the town already. Coors was essentially 32 hours. (laughs) (laughs) So I landed, took the train uh, out there, uh, saw the park, and got back on the train. Thankfully, it's free in the month of July and August. And Denver Airport, you know, is a madhouse, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, it was kind of a whirlwind. I like the idea of the one-mile marker and up there in the uh, upper deck. You notice this one the one row of purple chairs that didn't eat one mile over speed limit, but over a sea level. But it was a cool vibe. I mean, the Rockies aren't good. I mean, it's hard to root for them. Because there's some fundamentals or fundies that doesn't really happen. Yeah. You, you go ah, but I, I think they're a team that people tend to forget about, even though the vibe is pretty nice. Yeah, the, the I remember that game. We saw the Dodgers play there, and I remember Clayton Kershaw was uh, with the Dodgers since 2014. It's hard to believe he's been with the Dodgers for quite a few years. Legend. Yeah, yeah he is a legend. Absolutely, absolutely. But uh, yeah, Coors Field was fun. Uh, I remember parking being a little challenging. But the food and the atmosphere, again, we sat in the right field bleachers. I really enjoyed it. I want to thank Flobo Boys for joining me on this episode. It was a lot of fun, brings back a lot of great memories. And we'll see you next time on HodgePod. Thank you for listening.